Previously on Super Idols RPG. Rhythmics bust out to the mountains for their orientation to Camp Grandstar. After an uncomfortable bus ride with Sagittaria and some even more uncomfortable tension between Queen Bee and Karen, the group got to meet their camp guide, Connie Shuffle, as well as watch surprise performances by the Super Idols Maze, Prophetess, and Conduit. As exciting as that was, however, nothing could have prepared our heroes for the true highlight of the morning. Maze and Conduit put their powers together to create a massive, spherical forest labyrinth, and all campers were tasked with a goal. Be the first to make it to the lodge at the center of the labyrinth. Will our heroes be able to handle the trials ahead? Especially with trouble brewing ever stronger between Queen Bee and Karen? Find out on today's episode of Super Idols RPG. At this point, y'all are limbering up, you're doing your stretches, and you are preparing to enter the labyrinth. The literal, very large labyrinth. <sighs> I probably should say this from the get-go, and he's like, Jaden's doing this while he's stretching, he's saying this while he's stretching. I am, um, what my mum calls, um, I'm not great with directions, so... I'm just saying I'm definitely might be the one to get lost. So can I just like grab onto someone? Yeah, sure. And I hold his hand. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries. You you hold on to as many hands as you need to there, Elementum. You're uh you'll be all good. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah, don't worry, everybody's gonna get uh twisted and turned around plenty in there. I don't think even the people who think they, they know what they're doing know what they're in for in there, so you you'll be in good company, don't you worry. I wish we had someone who, like, knew stuff about nature. <laughs> and I, like, look at B pointedly. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I was thinking that maybe we could use my little headers to scout ahead. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Good. Oh, and this is going to be great leading into the labyrinth. I've made two Ooh. custom moves just for this camp. Oh, my. Oh. You are not playing. The first one we are only going to use once in this entire however long set of episodes this is. The first move is, literally, enter the labyrinth. When your party first enters the labyrinth at Camp Grandstar, add two team to the pool. Trust me, you'll need it. Oh, good. <laughs> that bumps your total, for the moment, up to three team. Oh, hell yeah. And the second move, as your group steps up the ramp and into the entrance of the labyrinth with Queen Bee's swarm of heathers in tow. That seems like a great first roll of our second move, Trials of the Labyrinth. Hmm. As your party navigates the labyrinth at Camp Grandstar, each party member will take turns acting as the navigator. And on their turn, the current navigator rolls 2d6 and adds or subtracts from the roll based on the following conditions. If the navigator is calm, not in any obvious danger, and has had time to think about the path ahead, add one. If the navigator has no conditions marked, add one. If there is a threat or rival in the vicinity, 
or the navigator is tired or shaken by a previous obstacle, subtract one. And if the navigator has three or more conditions marked, subtract one. So, based on current conditions, I would say, since you're starting the labyrinth fresh, and Queen Bee has a calm head currently, everybody is just starting into the labyrinth, nobody's making any sudden moves, and you are taking clear action with scouting ahead with your bees, you're clearly getting that first plus one. Oh, good. You don't have any conditions marked, do you? No. Perfect. So you are going to get a plus two on this first move. Fantastic. Okay, let's see. Flat to six. Flat two d six. Yes. Plus two. Yes. Fly, my pretties. Fly. <laughs> okay, so you got a nine on that move. I just want to say I love that you call your bees your little heathers. I just <laughs> want to say appreciate that reference. It literally makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, yes. I think you haven't explained this on mic yet, actually, Luke. <laughs> Why you're calling oh, them yeah. your heathers now. Well, when Queen Bee had her three attack bees doing the gig, she had named them after some of the protagonists of Heathers, because it's a musical that Alan has a complicated relationship with. And then uh, the bee heathers sacrificed herself during the heist. So now all the bees are heather. It's partly to honor Heather's sacrifice and partly because there are always more Heathers, as the musical teaches. <laughs> anyway, so for this Trials of the Labyrinth move, on a 10+, the party's next obstacle is one that the navigator is well-suited to handle. The navigator chooses any option from the obstacle list and takes plus one forward on their first move against that obstacle. On a 7-9, to nine, the GM will select two possible obstacles from the list, the navigator chooses one. And on a miss, the GM chooses an obstacle from the list, and the navigator gets minus one on their first move against that obstacle. You got a nine. I am just going to quickly uh, first show you the list of obstacles, because you do get to look at this list. And I will quickly look and see what looks like two good options for you. <laughs> Let's start off relatively simple. How about... I'm going to say your choice is between... Fairy lights and slumbering woods. I think I'll go with fairy lights. Okay. So your heathers are flying ahead into the labyrinth. You can hear them buzzing around. You can see the way this labyrinth looks, by the way, as you enter it. This is not just like a flat hedge maze type maze. This is a MC Escher style, like stairs going up and down everywhere and weird gravity everywhere type of labyrinth. <laughs> I love it so much. So you can see them flying out into like different areas of the maze and they're getting like messed up by the changes in gravity as they're flying, but they keep together well enough and they find a clear path ahead of them and they start to form a path that you all can follow into the labyrinth, looking roughly as straight ahead as you can get <laughs> in what lies ahead of you. Let's go straight ahead. Um Start jogging. Yeah, running. Yeah, Vivi's going to fall back a little bit and try to match pace with Karen. Yeah, no, she's definitely hanging back closer to the back of the group where uh, where Connie is, and Connie is making sure to like call out to y'all and make sure that you all stay within sight of them. Uh, Karen, are are you okay? Did did something happen between that? That was really strange and. That, that, that looked like that was not okay. It's it's fine. Um, I I might have 
accidentally said something that um, that hurt um, her feelings a little bit. It's kind of personal. Um, it's okay though. Um, I think I'm sure we'll we'll work it out. I'll talk to her later in private. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I I won't pry. It's it, it's it's fine if it's personal. Just yeah, it's it's not great, but it's not anything like super serious. I think it's just yeah. Okay. If it does become an issue, just let me know. Mm. I'll I'll do that. Thanks, Vivi. Yeah, of course. And with that, you all venture forward into the forest labyrinth, and you're walking down the path. You go through a few, like, groves lined with trees that bend over each other, forming, like, a tunnel forward. You find yourself walking what you think is a straight path forward, but when you look over the side of the next ridge, you realize that you're actually walking upside down compared to, like, some of the groups below you on another level, <laughs> and it kind of trips you out a bit, but... <laughs> You keep moving forward. Wow. Jade waves at everyone. Every single every single team we walk past, Jade just like happily waves at them. Yeah, you get some waves back. Not all idols are jerks. Elementum, stop <laughs> waving at Sagittaria. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Okay. I just was trying to be friendly. Okay. Yeah, you've definitely lost track of Sagittaria at this point. They, they rushed in uh, quite quickly into the labyrinth as quickly as they could. Ugh. I actually would have thought we would have been running, not walking. Yeah, I would have been sprinting. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're all like running but making sure to keep your footing up obviously because this is still like forest floor that you're running through. Mhm. Yeah. With weird gravity. Yeah. <laughs> and as you run through these curved trees are starting to like form even more of a dark tunnel ahead of you, but there is still some illumination in this area, it seems. Probably one of the members of Maze who has light control powers is keeping the interior of the labyrinth illuminated. But this is different from, like, the rest of the light in the labyrinth. This seems a little more ethereal, so to speak. And the light ahead is flickering and kind of a warm color. And you're starting to see sparkles floating through the trees ahead of you. This looks like a trap. Be careful, everyone. Are there other idle teams around? Uh, no, you've found your way into a fairly secluded pathway for the moment. Yeah, these are definitely not fireflies. Yeah, you don't see the main area where all the levels and stairs are. This is just one, like, self-contained path at the moment. Well, I think the only direction we have at the moment is Queen Bee's so we should keep going the way they're leading us. Agreed. Let's go. And then I kind of cautiously step forward, I guess. You continue to follow the bees, and you see that the bees are starting to get closer to some of these lights. You start to notice they look kind of like fireflies, but they're definitely not. They look more, like, almost ghostly. There's light trails that follow behind them. They're very, again, ethereal-looking. And you can see the bees starting to group together with these lights, and they're starting to get distracted by these lights who are starting to lead them off down a different fork of the path ahead of you. Can I try to use my abilities to, like, like see if I can connect to these lights? 
I don't necessarily think I'm going to be able to control them, but at least be like, hey, stop. <laughs> yeah, sure. Your power is light control. I think that's a reasonable thing to try. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you trying to do with your powers? I'm trying to pull all of the lights away from the bees and condense them into one area, like get them to leave the bees alone. Okay. I think that's definitely an unleash your powers. Mm-hmm. Which is just going to be a flat roll. Yeah, there's just going to be a flat roll because only the current navigator, which is Queen Bee, would get a plus one in the situation. Cool. Got an 11. Nice. 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 <laughs> it starts to look like one of those time-lapse photos where, like, the light trails coming off the backs of, like, moving vehicles trail off into mm -hmm. the distance. You pull them towards you like that, streaking towards you. Mm -hmm. And it's, one, gorgeous, but also it reduces... Uh, whatever these mysterious lights ahead of you are to what look more like just tiny pinpricks of light left behind. And if you look closely, these itty bitty pinpricks look like they have a semi-humanoid shape at the core of them, and they start to look agitated. Lucia, <laughs> once the lights come flying to her, Lucia's gonna like stick her hands out and do like a turn and start striking poses like making sure that the lights follow around her almost as if it was like some big luxurious coat but it's just a bunch of lights and she's like what do you think like should I try this out on stage like do you think it would look good <laughs> yeah I think it'd look really cool <laughs> thanks um do you think they can lead the way for a bit um I don't know they're not like mine but I can try and Connie looks to you and gives you a little clap like oh that's that's very impressive Trixie Although uh, you might you might want to be uh, careful, uh, the owners of those lights aren't looking like terribly happy that you've taken their coats away from them. Huh. Um, and I like I'm gonna lean down <laughs> to kind of, like kind of like squat down to look at some of them and just like listen. I'll make a deal with you. If you lead us out of here, I will give you your lights back. <laughs> <laughs> They do seem to understand you, and they flit around you like tiny little insect-sized fairies, and mm -hmm, they mm -hmm, seem mm -hmm. pleased at the idea of leading you somewhere. Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna let, release the light, I guess, let it all go back to them, and just grin. I'm just like, alright, friends, lead the way. Let's go. Let's roll. I don't know. I don't think we should trust them. I think they're already trying to lead the bees somewhere. Uh, can I assess the situation? Yes, you can. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a three. Oh, no. That is unsafable. Just gonna mark potential. Yep. We were just saying how Angie never gains potential earlier. Not us speaking it into existence. I knew I was shooting myself in the foot with that one, but... I think it was Liv who jinxed them. I think it's Liv's fault. I, listen, I do, unfortunately, be manifesting. It is an ability that I live the person have. Yeah, no, unfortunately, you you watch them for a little while, and you honestly think these little, like, fairies, whatever they are, they, they look like they're just cute and having fun. They don't seem very threatening. It seems fine. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. I think we should follow them. That seems right. And as they get their light back, they brighten themselves up to make themselves look even more inviting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, yes, follow him. I think I'm going to try something else here as well. I'm going to uh, point my energy sword at these little fairies and also 
a little, like, tiny dagger appears behind me for every one of them, and I'm going to say, we're in a hurry, and we have very important work to do, so I'm sure they would not lead us anywhere but towards the center of the maze where we're trying to go. Mm. I, I think you're trying to provoke these fairies. <laughs> I very much am. Yeah, I'm trying to provoke them into taking us out of the section of the forest closer to where we need to be. I'm rolling with superior. That's a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, they err and you gain a critical opportunity. As they realize that there are these like glowing energy daggers behind them that are not part of their own light, they start to freak out a little bit, and the fairies like surge forward just enough to light enough of the way forward to show that the the path ahead ends in a sheer drop off a cliff. Oh. Hmm. I should have kept the lights, they're rude. <laughs> Critically, they are still leading your bees away from you, Queen Bee. Oh, you little... Okay. I'm gonna try and focus on the bees, see if I can, like, strengthen my hold on them. Okay. I think, again, that's gonna be an Unleash Your Powers, and you get a plus one on this because you are the navigator. Okay. Hell yes. yes. Killing it this session, just killing it. That is a 13, just for style points. <laughs> and uh, as I do it, uh, I just do a come hither motion with my hands. And uh, we flash back for a second, back to Alan, uh, taking notes in an entomology book, talking about the part where it explains how bees uh, cannot retract their stingers. And, and there's uh, a scroll note uh, to the side that, that's just, uh, what if bees stronger? <laughs> And uh, the yellow parts of the bees that's glowing slightly. So as the bees start giving off some of their own light, they start to be less entranced by the fairy lights ahead of them. And they feel more of your pull towards them and are reminded of their duty to their queen. So they start flying back towards you. So I think we're in agreement that we're not going that way, right? Going. Yes. 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 Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're leaving. Yeah. Okay. All right. Come along, everybody. We're going back this way. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Away we go. (laughs) All right. So you you head back down to the other fork in the path and continue on your way. And as you continue forward, we are going to have another person take a turn as the navigator. Oh boy. (laughs) Who wants to go next? I think since I was kind of stepping forward in that moment, I'll, Vivi's going to try to take point coming out of that dark area. That makes sense, too, because you were near the back before, and now as you're heading back the other way, you're near the front. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, just wait to do your quick checks on what the situational bonuses will be. You're currently calm, not in danger, and are you thinking about the path ahead of you? Uh, yes, I think it's pretty clear that we need to pay attention to where we're going right now. All right, that sounds good. And do you have any conditions marked at the moment? I do not. All right, so you again will get a plus two on this. Alrighty. A 13. Ooh. Very nice. Nice. Good damn. Nice. Love to see it. So this is something you're well suited to handle next. Mm-hmm. So you get to look at the obstacle list and choose anything you like from it. Uh, I'm going to say it's uh, zero gravity. Ooh. All right. I like this. Okay. You exit the other fork of this tree path, 
you're back kind of in the main atrium of this lair again with all the stairs and other layers. You see other groups running around down other paths as you yourselves run up and down in various directions. Vivi seems to be doing great at taking point and finding gaps in the path ahead that seemed like they would be in the direction of where the lodge seemed to have been at the start. And as you continue forward, you reach a point in the path where it seems like you've reached another cliff, but as you get closer to it, you realize that you're starting to lose your footing and not in the sense that you're falling, but in the sense that you are floating. And you realize that gravity is shifting such that, like, you will be able to, like, walk along this bend in the path, sort of like the way that gravity shifts around here, but you're also going to be able to, like, float through this area. <laughs> hmm. Not the worst. This is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of swimming in the air. <laughs> oh, I was kind of hoping that y'all would hit this part of the labyrinth. I heard about this. <laughs> Connie is, like, swimming through the air. Um, Lucia's doing little flips as she's swimming. Yeah. I'm still holding Elementum's hand, though. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, like, twirling. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to make sure you don't float away from each other, though, they call to you as you're all having fun. Yeah, uh, Phoebe is looking around. She's she's lo- in serious mode. She's trying to figure out, you know, if we can move in any direction here, what's the best way to move forward toward our goal? And then she says, um... I'm going to try something, and uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to work, but everyone brace yourselves. I just, like, hang on to Jaden. <laughs> oh, bracing, and Karen crosses her arms against her chest. I'm going to use my doom sign, infinite powers. Oh. And I'm going to attempt to do what I did by accident before, but I'm going to try to do it on purpose and control my ribbons on my outfit. Okay. So Infinite Powers says, Mark your Doom Track to use an ability from any playbook one time. I'm going to call this ability uh, Signature Weapon, which is on, I think, the Scion. Hmm. But the intent here is to have ribbons slide out from Vivi's costume and grab onto everyone so that we're all connected together. Oh, that's very smart. And then she's going to shove off of the ground in one direction, pull everyone with her so that we stay together. I love it. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely do that, yeah. And uh, you definitely do get your plus one on this. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure that's unleashing my powers. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's to... When you un- unleash your powers to overcome an obstacle, reshape your environment, or extend your senses. Uh, certainly so, an obstacle. That's a 10. Ooh. Yeah. And the plus one took it up to the full hit. All right. Well, uh, that absolutely works then. Your ribbons come flying out from your, your costume as expected. And before anyone can float off too far in any one direction by accident, you manage to, like, grab everybody with the ends of the ribbons and bring them all closer together. Where do you see the ribbons linking up? Uh, I think they're all coming off of Vivi's waist. Like we're in a leash chain? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you have, like, this spider of people around you? Yeah. And then I launch off in the direction that I see as being most... Uh, the best way to get towards our goal, as far as I can tell. Yeah, you see a nice, solid-looking pathway ahead that is in roughly the direction you want to go. And I think as we get closer, the gravity starts to kick in again, and we we start to fall, and 
Vivi reaches up and takes the ribbon off of her hat and snaps that like a whip and pulls us onto the cliff. <laughs> nice, that's so cool. All right, yeah, no, that's that's great. So you all you all managed to like whip forward and land safely on the opposite cliffside. And then, with a completely straight face, she says, oh, "Good, there we go. Nobody died. Perfect. Doing good so far." Yeah, that was a real smart idea there, Violence. That I'm, I'm really proud of you. That was smart thinking and smart power usage. That's what I like to see. Thanks. You're so great. Thanks. <laughs> I like to reward good work when I see it. Oh, well, um... Thanks, Vivi. Of course. And thank you, Connie. <laughs> Alrighty. Who wants to roll the next navigator roll? I can. We're on a cliff, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I will. Roll the next roll, woman. I'm just pulling up all these moves again. Yeah, and this this doesn't have to be that you're literally leading the party or taking points. Just that like you're the one who's determining what's going to come up next. But also, if Lucia wants to take points, she absolutely can. <sighs> I do. I do want to take points. That's the funny thing. But um, I can't think of any reason like why she would right now. I think it's just the calm, not in any obvious danger situation. Um, Maybe you're very impressed with what Vivi was doing and you end up near the front of the group with her. Yeah, that's true. I definitely probably ran over when I was like, oh, thanks, like, because I was sick. Yeah, also, I think uh, it might be that Lucia is the only one that realizes that, um, oh, good, nobody died was... um, A very serious thing. (laughs) Yeah, was not entirely sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She pats you on the shoulder. (laughs) But no, seriously, she like kind of, yeah, gives you a little check like, yeah, see, you did it. Um, And then she's going to fearlessly lead the group or something like that. (laughs) I got a seven. You don't have any conditions marked right now, right? Oh, yeah, no, I forgot to add that. So I guess it's an eight. Yeah, and uh, you're not like shaken by that experience because nobody died, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you got a seven on that roll, and with the plus two, uh, that'll still be a seven and nine. So I will quickly find some possible obstacles for you. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I just saw one. I'm not going to name it, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple on there that are like, huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's some I almost said just to find out what they were. <laughs> I keep reading Sagittaria as Sangarita for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, fire guys and fire bird look really fun. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. What did I say at the beginning of this? You're not allowed to burn down the forest. I'm clearly not going to be on burning it down if there's already fire birds around. No, no, you can't shift blame like that. <laughs> it's just a circle of life, you know? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, God, there's so many good options. Why did I give myself so many good options? That must be so hard for you. It is. <laughs> you know what? I am going to give you either Firebird or Flower Power. Flower Power makes me scared because it makes me think of like that scene in in Wizard of Oz. That's what <laughs> oh, yeah, makes me think of. Yeah, I think the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah we're all just going to fall asleep. You know what? Firebird. We can fight fire with fire. Let's go. All right. Yes. Stop it. (laughs) So you're not going to get a plus one on this, but at least you know kind of what you're getting into. (laughs) Yep. All right. So you make your way 
further ahead down this path. You're venturing further into the maze. I'm gonna say more time is passing at this point. You're making your way through general difficult forest terrain, but nothing terribly remarkable for a while. And you occasionally see other idols in different parts of the maze, but you haven't really encountered anyone directly for a while, just because it's such a large maze. But eventually you do finally end up on the same path as someone else. And it looks like a girl with hair that shoots like up in a very like fancy updo that resembles a flame. She's wearing a almost like an acrobat type outfit. And instead of arms, she has these bird-like wings in these fiery red and orange colors. And you literally cross paths with her. Notably, she is not traveling with anyone else. Hmm. And she gives you a wave with a wing like, Oh! Oh, it's nice to see someone again, finally. I feel like it's been hours already. Hi. Hello. Uh, Hi. Um, are you, like, going? (laughs) Do you know which way we're supposed to go? Oh, as far as I know, it's, uh, we're gonna be heading that way from what I can tell. And she spreads a wing in a direction, going off down some stairs going up ahead of you and she uh, gives you a a bit of a mischievous grin and is like y'all aren't in the mood for a race are ya? This is we're trying to get to the center as fast as possible right? I mean yeah sure Mm -hmm. where are you racing to? okay Um, (laughs) where's the rest of your group? yeah Uh, don't, don't worry about it Ready, set, go! And she rushes ahead, and her wings literally fire up like Phoenix Fire wings, and she surges ahead of you and flies off up the stairs ahead. And as she reaches what looks like the top of the stairs, she loops around back down towards you and starts to what looks like she's trying to dive bomb at you. Oh, God. Oh. I'm going to directly engage a threat. Um. <laughs> go off. <laughs> Sorry, who's directly engaging a threat? Is that Angie? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're getting a lot of 13s tonight. Do I ever directly engage that threat? All right. How are, how are you engaging? Uh, let me... Right, there's questions that go with this. <laughs> On a 10 plus, uh, t- uh, choose some options. Pick two options off of that directly engaged list. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to do resist or avoid their blows. And then I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies. All right. So what does that look like, do you think? I'm going to just plant my feet down and I'm going to jump up. Kind of in, like, you know, that classic Superman pose where the fist is up in front. But I'm intending to just kind of, like, punch her so that she... (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, that connects. You dodge out of the way of her dive bomb and manage to, like get a solid enough hit that you knock her off the path of hitting anyone else. Everybody else does feel like a rush of heat above them as the flaming wings just whiz by them overhead, but nobody's burned or singed or anything. Let's go! (laughs) And then I like, I don't know, maybe jumping still in the air, so then I like, I don't know, parkour off a wall or something and push (laughs) forward. Yeah, and she's taken aback, but she's clearly like having fun with this, so she like banks around some open space off in the clearing off to the side of these stairs and is like, 
Oh yeah, this is gonna be fun. Oh my goodness. And she comes in for another swoop towards, let's say, Lucia. Oh, goodness, okay. Uh, can Vivi step in to defend? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to step in and create a purple wall to shield both of us. Okay, yeah, no, that's definitely something you can do, so uh, roll to defend someone. Very good, that's an 11. (laughs) Full hit. Wish we were rolling like this in the heist. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that. So you keep them safe and you choose one from either add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I'm definitely adding team to the pool because I do not trust these roles. That is a fair thing to worry about. (laughs) You get your purple wall up. So Lucia, now that you've got this wall in front of you and you see this bird lady splat against the wall like a bird flying into a window, (laughs) Um, you have a moment, you have an opportunity to, (laughs) to do something if you want. Yes, I am going to... I mean, my abilities aren't very, like, um... I don't know. She's more of a caster, less of a tank of a fighter. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to push forward from behind the wall and essentially like try to tackle them onto the ground. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the sure. way, take them out. <laughs> yeah, you could probably even like push the wall itself to like push it down on top of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. All right, that's gonna be a directly engage, I think. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, cool. It's a nine. All right. So on a nine, you get to pick one from the directly engaged threat list. I want to... I don't know if she's an idol. So I'm going to try to take something from her to see if that would help. Sure. What do you think you'd be taking? She has very little obvious, like, gear on her, which is also weird for someone who's supposedly on a camping trip. Right, right. Um... Do the counselors have, like, any sort of, like, badges or anything? Because I want to try to take something like that. I want to try to take something that will help me identify her if she has that on her at all. Yeah, actually, as you, like, restrain her with the wall on top of her, keeping the wings, like, flat on the ground, you are close to the heat from the wings, so you are going to take a condition as you get too close to the fire. So you can Mm -hmm. pick a condition for that. But you see, like, a lanyard poking out from underneath her leotard, and you're able to yank that off over her head. And you can see a badge with her name and picture, and her name is listed as her idol name. It's Fire Britta. <laughs> her name is Britta, and her idol name is Fire Britta. <laughs> she is your age, but she is marked as staff of Camp Grandstar. Um, I think I'm going to take Angry, because it's just felt like a whole waste of time and I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna like I'm gonna look at it just be like you work here and I throw it on the ground um, I turn back to the rest of the group yeah Let's go. it's my job to test you god let me let me up it's dad let's go everyone oh, I can't believe she works here come on <laughs> come on everyone just you wait uh, I will be avenged as you hear as <laughs> you leave her behind in the distance yeah whatever bye <laughs> there will be it was nice meeting you. <laughs> As Valerie passes by, she just looks down and says, well, I guess we passed. <laughs> and you catch Connie waving to her as you leave and you, you hear her say like, we'll see you at the staff table later. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, they're just mm. doing their jobs. <laughs> they are. They're doing their best. They are. But you still wasted my time. Uh, <laughs> but tell her, like, the, the monologue at the end was really cool. Just, you know, I really felt mm-hmm. like she was going to avenge us. So if she is going to avenge us later, like, it's totally believable. Just so you know. Oh, that's that's great. I'll be sure to pass that on. <laughs> good feedback. Good feedback. Give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, everyone. Hope you're enjoying part two of our Camp Grandstar saga. This will probably be about part two of four, actually, for Camp Grandstar. Um, this is going to be our first ever four-parter in the series. <laughs> couple episodes, like one for the orientation, couple episodes for the labyrinth because it's so big, um, and then one more to wrap it up. So I <laughs> hope you enjoy camp arcs. Uh, sorry, by the way, about my voice in this middle bit. Um, I often record these middle bits in the morning before my voice has had time to wake up, which is probably a bad idea. But um, the, the way that I schedule editing these things, it just happens a lot of the time. So deal with it. <laughs> yeah, no, we had a ton of fun recording all of these camp sessions. I know the players had a lot of fun, especially with the the obstacles stuff that we did for these. Uh, for the If you're curious about the obstacles themselves... You can check out the link in the episode description. I'll include a link to the full list of possible obstacles that people could have encountered. I won't include their descriptions, because who knows, maybe I'll bring some of these back someday. Um, but you can see the titles of them, at least, and guess based on the names, at least. Uh, and there's definitely still going to be more of them coming next episode, so I definitely don't want to spoil them yet. Anyway, I think I only have one little announcement to make before I get to the standard Patreon and ads and such. Um... Episode 28, unfortunately, will be delayed uh, compared to the usual three-week schedule. Um, I'm actually going to push it back by a couple of weeks just because of the holidays coming up. That doesn't mean you're not going to get more Super Idols coming up, though. Um, mainly, I'm delaying the episode because we actually recorded more Cyber Idols recently. <laughs> uh, we, we absolutely, all of us, loved playing the Halloween special. We really really loved how everybody reacted to, to the Halloween special. It, uh, we, so we ended up recording a holiday special for it. The, it's As we teased at the end of the last special, we have Cyber Idols the OVA Christmas in Vegas, and that's going to be a real thing <laughs> that will be out probably, I would say, on Boxing Day, since that's Sunday, our usual release day. But if, it's, if it takes a little longer, that'll be because, well, holidays being what they are. Uh, but the way that my holiday schedules are going to shake out, um, I think it should be fine for that day. So you look forward to that as a lovely little holiday present for everybody. So there you go. Yes, uh, the regular show will probably be back, like, not long after the new year. Probably, like, two weeks after the release of Cyber Idols, I want to say. So, sorry about the, the wait on continuing the story after this, but, like... Pretty sure you'll be happy at least with where this episode ends so hopefully it won't be like a huge like oh no why did you leave it there kind of thing <laughs> not to not to spoil anything but like I, we really like how this episode ends so <laughs> hopefully you will too oh hey actually coming in right after i finished recording this because i forgot like the biggest announcement i could have made somehow <laughs> again i record these in the mornings so give me a break <laughs> um 
I actually have a pretty big project coming up in the in the near future that uh, I think people who listen to this show would be quite interested in. Um, I am actually going to be co-producing and playing in another AP podcast coming up soon. Um, it is called Roar to Heaven. Um, it's GM'd by Kat from the award-winning Big A Roll Dice podcast, Sort of Symphonies, and it is based on anime like Neon Genesis Evangelion and Symphogear. Uh, Symphogear, I would hope, would be <laughs> of interest to people who listen to this show, because it is very um, magical girl idol combined with mecha, which is extremely cool. <laughs> and that's uh, precisely the reason why Kat asked me to be on the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are actually going to be kickstarting this project coming up very soon, because we do actually want to be able to uh, make sure we have enough funds to pay Kathleen, who is going to be editing for us, um, hopefully maybe ma even making custom music for us, depending on how much the Kickstarter gets. Um, and we'd also like to be able to pay for transcriptions, which uh, Luca would be doing for us. Um, and uh, we would like to pay the cast as well, um, if we can swing that as well. So yeah, the Kickstarter for that will be starting, I believe, December 6th is when that Kickstarter will be launching. Uh, we'll be funding for a 13-episode first season, both for, like, budgetary reasons to make sure that we don't have to, like, fund too, too much for a show like this, but also just because, like, a show like Simple Gear especially fits nicely into, like, nice tight arcs and we want the structure of the show to mirror, like, the structure of an actual anime season, so 13 episodes makes sense for that reason. Um, if you have not seen Simple Gear or Evangelion, weirdly, <laughs> I don't know. Lots of people haven't seen Evangelion. I shouldn't ex assume that's a weird thing. Anyway, um, if you haven't seen series like those, um, basically the story of that will be uh, along the lines of a group of teens working for a futuristic military organization fighting against literal angels from heaven who have come to massacre humanity. <laughs> um, it's very... Uh, attack and dethrone god type of stuff. So, again, very cool. Um, and the game we are playing actually is designed by Cat themselves. Uh, the game is called Blazing Hymn. Uh, it's a game based on the Lumen system, which is a rules-light, combat-oriented system uh, that balances itself between uh, really dynamic anime-style combat sections and uh, mundane sections where the characters can like actually interact and build <laughs> their relationships uh, on the side as well. Um, so I think that's going to blend itself pretty well to the structure of the season we have planned out. So yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, you should definitely keep an eye on the Roar to Heaven Twitter. That is just twitter.com slash Roar to Heaven. And if you're interested in backing it on Kickstarter, I will link that in the description so that you can uh, wait for it before it starts and just access it after it starts, <laughs> depending on when you listen to this. And uh, we really hope we can get a good amount of support for that because, again, we really want to make sure that everybody on the show gets fairly compensated. I, I would love to be able to fairly compensate uh, more people for the work that they do on Super Idols, which is why I hope that you support us on the Patreon as well. <laughs> so why don't I cut back to what I recorded earlier and I'll talk about the Patreon, how about right now? <laughs> anyway, that aside, as always, uh, you should definitely check us out over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash uh, if you support that $1 or more per month, you get extra audio like before and after session talk for various episodes. There unfortunately isn't any of that for this episode, but there is still plenty for other previous episodes that you can go back and listen to. 
and more will be added whenever we have it for new episodes. And for $5 a month, you get the uncut version of every episode. Uh, I'm gonna try and do my best to start posting those a little bit early again going forward. So maybe like at least a day in advance of the final edit going up on public feeds. Uh, I've set some better reminders for myself to do that, so fingers crossed. I <laughs> can't make any promises because sometimes executive function stuff gets the best of me. But I, I do want to try and get better about that, so hopefully saying as much here will help me hold myself to that a little bit better. <laughs> and at the very, very, very least, if you are a $5 Patreon subscriber, you also get your name shouted out here in the middle bits on occasion. Like so. I want to give a quick shout out to Chris T, Liv C, Hi Liv, The Joiner, Matthew F, Aurabolt, Icicle Prism, Rain Crystal, T, Hi <laughs> T, um, Pike, and Lady Plague. Thank you all so much as always for supporting the show. And last but not least, our ad this week is for Chosen Ones. This is actually a really cool show it's, that's a little bit different from stuff we normally advertise. Uh, Chosen Ones is still an AP podcast, but it is actually presented in the style of a visual novel with character art and backgrounds for scenes, an animated opening and ending sequence, original music, and, and loads more. Anyway, yeah, I'll leave that here for now and uh, let you get back to the episode after this. I'll talk to you later. Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Avaiath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. Let's see, who hasn't gone yet? I haven't. All right. Yeah, I don't think Bane Raven has it either. Sure. Well, let's go with Jaden, since uh, Drax spoke up first. Okay, I think I'm going to get a plus one, because I do have a condition. Ooh. So, you, you just got out of a dangerous situation, but not, like, terribly dangerous. Like, clearly the situation deflated at the end a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but you do have- how many conditions do you have marked? One. Oh, that's not going to be a minus one. Don't worry about that. Uh, but you won't I mean, get the plus one. I didn't think it was one. one, but I just didn't think it's going to be at a plus one. Yeah, you just okay. won't get the plus one for that. Let's see. Um, so you're not in any obvious danger, and you have a moment to think about your path ahead. So you'll get you'll get plus one at least. Yeah, let's see if that matters with my luck. Um, no, it didn't. Oh, <laughs> what is it with masks and your rolls? <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh I'm just gonna keep leveling up. I don't understand this. This is like favoritism <laughs> at this point because I just got a thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you it's literally were like, I'm gonna follow this stereotype of a character, and Mask was like, Yeah, 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 you are. Bet. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
Okay. Um. Yeah. So no, on a, a miss, I get to choose your next obstacle, and you get a minus one on your first move against that obstacle. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. I'm going to give you rising rock columns. So at least it's something that Jaden might have a chance of success with. <laughs> but you are still going to get a minus one to it. We'll say your minus one is coming from the fact that like. The situation you just came out of wasn't, like, super dangerous, but it was still, like, more excitement than you've had in the last couple of ones. Yeah. I believe in you, Elementum. This way. You go up these stairs and you trek further into the layers of the labyrinth. The trees start to thin out in the area that you're in now, and you're starting to reach a rockier area of the labyrinth. And there start to be these, like, formations in the rocks ahead at first look like just boulders, but then you realize they're starting to become more like columns, and at their highest, they start to look almost like spears jutting up out of the ground, and they're starting to really hamper your ability to get anywhere because they're starting to get like thicker and like more covering the terrain. Your last turn to a different direction was a while back, so you'd have to travel quite a ways back to get away from this area. Oh, um... Can I see like a clear path of like a clear destination? It's just hard to get there. Yeah, it is hard to get there. You can see look, there is another like entrance to another like straight path up at the top of where these columns are at their highest peaks. Um, these are rocks. So I want to see if I can shape them to make handholds for us to like climb up if we need to get higher up. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. So you would be rolling uh, Unleash Your Powers again for that. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> and, and Connie gives you a, like a, a squeeze on your shoulder, like I, be I believe in you, Elementum. This is this is your area. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do my best. Um, it's a minus one, right, for this roll? Yeah. Okay, that was pretty good. All right, yeah, an you eight. got an eight. On a seven to nine, we can either mark a condition or the GM will let you know how the effect is unstable or temporary. Which would you prefer? I'm gonna mark a condition. Sure. <laughs> uh, what are you What are you choosing to mark? insecure <laughs> yeah i think that's fair because this is like you're you're in the spotlight this is clearly an elementum job and there's a lot of pressure on you yeah. right now and like everyone else did so amazingly and you just need to you see the same as well you can't Aww. disappoint everyone Aww. Aww. <laughs> but yeah uh describe what you're what you're doing with these rock columns So he kind of goes up to one and like looks up right at the top of it and then he just places a hand on the column and or basically almost squeezes and it's almost like in his hand the rock just becomes like wet clay and just forms into the shape he wants and he makes them into like just forms handholds and like digs his foot into it as well to create a foothold as well and just starts climbing up and every time he like leaves a section behind it's just like a perfectly solid handhold for someone to grab onto and climb up. Oh, ah, that's a great idea there, Jaden. All right. And uh, Connie takes her, like, powers bracelet and does, like, a fairly novel thing with it. Like, she activates the bubble function of it, like, the, you know, the shield function, to act as, like, a cushion if you should fall. Okay. <laughs> we climb. I'm not going to make Jaden roll to get up the rest of here because this is part of your mixed success. You'll get up there fine. For other people climbing, how are you... <laughs> Let's. I might need to you to you all to make some rolls. Can I quickly roll um, for burn? 
Oh yeah, sure. Just in case. <laughs> and I will give people a uh, plus one because they have your handholds. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, let's hope I don't get a ridiculous amount of conditions for this because, oof, okay. Oh, nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. All right, good. <laughs> so you get all three of your burn and no conditions. I'm just going to use my athletics to try and climb. So I guess I'll unleash my powers. Yep, that would be an unleash your powers and you'll get a plus one to that. Ooh, and I needed it. <laughs> Do you want to mark a condition or have something unstable happen? I'm going to mark a condition. All right. What are you marking? It would depend on what she's like reacting to, like what happens. Maybe just afraid, like of falling. Like maybe you slip at one point and it looks like you're going to fall. Yeah. Okay. I'll just do afraid. Sure. <laughs> no, I don't want to do afraid. Oh, because uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that insecure, takes then. away like the good thing. Yeah. About being a brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so do. maybe you're just insecure about having like slipped and faltered on your way up. Yeah, <laughs> but I make it. All right. And is anybody else using Jaden's handholds? Yeah, Vivi will. Yeah. Um, Lucia needs all the help she can get. So yeah. I'm making a point of not using them. <laughs> uh, I think since it's not really like a threat you're engaging with. Um, I think I'm going to have you roll just a superior check with the plus one because you're having to think about using the handholds properly. Oh, wait. No, actually, sorry. I realize this is a good opportunity for Vivi to use her platform trick again, so I'm going to do that. Okay. You won't get uh, Jane's plus one in that case. Uh, that's okay. I could use more potential. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 14. Whoa, whoa. I am just racing. <laughs> nice. Cliffs. Oh, yeah. Superior is your thing, isn't it? Yeah, Lucia's motoring up there. She almost reaches the top at the same time Jaden does. <laughs> Emily's been good at climbing. Jeez. Wow. Jeez, these kapows. We're ridiculous today. Yeah. I get there thinking I beat everybody, but Vivi's already sitting there just like <laughs> sitting on one of the platforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can just yeah. imagine her dangling her feet on the edge of the platform. Yes. While she waits. <laughs> yeah, so Jaden gets up first because like he was doing the powers first, followed quickly by Vivi getting up with her platform and then Lucia very shortly after that. Okay, um, well, Queen Bee runs up without uh, <laughs> using the handles. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't even going to make you roll because Queen Bee can walk up oh, okay. a wall, no problem. That's like literally a thing that's a standard power yeah. for you. I wasted a full hit. Can she save that for next time she has to roll on something? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll say you do it, like, with absolute perfection. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angie would definitely be insecure because she's the last one up there. <laughs> yeah, well, not the last last one because uh, you're followed at the end by Karen and Connie, who are also using the handholds. They managed to make it up okay, but they climb like regular people climb. Okay, where to next? Uh, I guess that's me. All right. And I don't... Well, you are shaken by the previous obstacle, so I might have to subtract one from you. Subtract one? Because you were made insecure by this previous obstacle. Well, it says if the navigator has no conditions, add one. So I get a minus one on top of that. Oh yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like it. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I was like, what? <laughs> not yeah, not like a minus one total. Sorry, that's just in addition to other stuff. 
Um, would I be considered calm and not, like not in any obvious danger and has had time to think about the path ahead? I'm thinking probably not, honestly. Because she's the last one up there, and yeah, I don't think I would give you that plus one, especially because I'm giving you the minus one for the other one. Okay. Oh well. Hello, potential. Oh, <laughs> well, or not? I still got a hit. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, actually, sorry. Can I use team to boost this? Oh yeah, sure. It is a move. Yeah, we might as well. This is the last one, right? Since it's a nine, it seems like a good opportunity. Oh yeah, sure. Give me a little slice of a moment that demonstrates how Vivi is calming Angie down or reassuring her. Um, I think the whole group has been like either driven or just trying to like keep up with the people that keep trying to drive it forward. And after we get through that, we kind of, you know, all had to get up different ways. There's a moment where we were catching our breath and Vivi walks over to Bane Raven and says, um, hey, we've we're actually doing pretty well with this. We've come pretty far from stopping Diana from shooting an arrow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we have. I'm, uh, I'm really glad that we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then uh, she kind of, like, shakes her head and puts her hands on her hips. Classic pose. <laughs> and I, ch- I have to choose between a bear or a skeleton attack, right? Now that you've got the boost, you can choose anything you want. Anything I want. Oh, gosh. See, I want to do something that she's, like, good at. And so... Cat's Grace. Cat's Grace. That's what I've decided. Oh, this will be fun. And it will be good for you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. So, that little moment, you, you continue your trek through the woods. It's been a few hours at this point. It's getting close to lunchtime, but it's not quite there yet. But as you round the next impossible corner of the labyrinth, you catch sight of another lone figure, similar to Firebretta before. This guy is wearing like a denim vest and nothing underneath it. It's just sleeveless under that. And like some very flashy pants with furred accents. And he has cat ears on the top of his head and a calico cat tail coming out the back of the pants. <laughs> and he's a got cat boy. Yes, he's got like cat boy. He's got cat claws. <laughs> like he's got like kind of cat furry down. hands as well. Oh no, he's gonna lose his pouch. <laughs> <I th- laughs> oh no. Okay. And he has slit eyes as well. Uh, he gives you a very like well hello there type look <laughs> wow rip them Aaron I thought you said you read the wikis so that you wouldn't <laughs> rip him I, I watched this anime I know what's going to happen to him damn rip <laughs> yeah well he's not like guiding you the whole way at least <laughs> good point yeah <laughs> wait what's he going to are you going to get like a cat idol um hello <laughs> She's like looking around, like, is looking at me? You look like you have a dancer's body, don't you? And he walks towards you, that, that very like sensual kind of cat like, well, cat like grace. Um, okay, that was creepy. There's only one dancer for my heart, and that's Conduit, which we're going to see at the end of this. But if you want a dance battle, I'm ready. 
I'm game. I mean, absolutely fair. Conduit is a, a major dream. Um, but yeah, I yes, mean, like everybody's no. nodding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. nod. Our baby certainly nods. Yes. No. I I am most interested to test the skills of another dancer and any other dancers you might have in your party. We like turn around. Quimby cracks her neck. <laughs> Trixie steps like. Uh, closer to a tree to lean against it because nope, no. <laughs> Versus like, oh, Trixie, and then yeah, like I can dance, but I don't. Connie gives Trixie a, a pat on the shoulders, like, yeah, it's okay. Knowing your strengths is a big part of being a successful idol. I mean, I could do it, but like, you know, you happen to currently be in like this is a nice little like semicircular clearing in the middle of the woods where you conveniently have enough space to have a dance battle and you have a few like interesting trees and boughs of wood around that you could potentially like use to parkour or you or do some interesting acrobatics with around you as well perfect and mysteriously music begins to pipe in as soon as this cat boy starts doing his moves in time with the rhythm. I look at B and I nod. Okay, Angie. Let's declaw this kitty. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Luca, can we do a waltz? Oh, see. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna do a waltz. Alright, and are you doing this to, like, outperform them in skill or to, like, intimidate them? Uh, outperform them in skill. Alright, so based on like how we handled the, the zero degrees fight, I'm gonna call that a directly engage a threat. Sounds good. Um, and we're both rolling? Yeah, you're both rolling this. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. So Angie gets a ten. And I get a seven. Okay. Angie gets to pick two from the directly engaged list, and Queen Bee gets to pick one. Hmm. And I will say, as this cat boy is dancing around you and doing, like, acrobatic moves around you, uh, he is also trying to take, like, swipes at you with his kitty claws. Karen is, like, she's got her light sticks out like she normally would for a performance, but is her cheering is even less energized than usual, which is a feat for her. Yeah, Vivi's, like, watching Karen while this is going on and notices that. Yeah, definitely being a, a bit concerned. But table that for when we get out of here. Okay. Um, I'm going to, one, resist or avoid their blows, and two, impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Probably frighten them so they F off. All right. <laughs> and how about for Queen Bee? I think I'm going to be reckless and see if I can create an opportunity for Angie. All right. So describe how this power waltz goes. So, I think Angie's leading, right? Yeah, probably. In this case, I actually don't know a lot about waltzing. <laughs> well, we can, like, we move in a circle. Like, you waltz, yeah. like, uh, in a white circle. So we can uh, encircle the cat boy and, like... Uh... Yeah, and then we're using the dancing position that we're doing to uh, keep an eye on him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll dip B when he swipes at us one time. Oh, since uh, I since I did not take resist to avoid, you can, like, uh, instead of dipping me to avoid, you can dip me to hit. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you intend to avoid, but you accidentally like go the wrong height. And he does manage to like slash across the front of your top. And then I'm going to do like a turn back sidekick to get him in the side yes. to get him off us. Intentional. Oh, I see what you mean. Like let Queen yeah. Bee get hit in order to like get an opportunity on him. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I'm the bait. <laughs> All right. You do that. I will ask you to mark a condition to represent the hit. I'm going to mark angry. So he gets like this flash in his slit cat eyes as he gets what he thinks is a good hit in um, and goes to do his next move. But then how I picture it is once he like slashes at Queen Bee, I would like spin her around the other way to turn back and hit him like in the chest to get him away from us. Yes. Oh, and like uh, his clothes get caught in my necklace. Yeah. Yeah, so as you spin him out, like, the vest gets caught on the necklace, and he, like, spins out of his own vest. And I take the vest, and I detangle it from the necklace, and then I put it on. (laughs) Oh, that's a power move, yes. (laughs) Uh, You do notice that the back of the vest has a big furry heart on the back, and embroidered in with the fur is uh, clearly the name of this idol. His name is Cat Steven. Oh my god, I love it! (laughs) Thanks, Steve. And then I'll be like, come on, everyone. I think we're done here. Hopefully. My shirt. (laughs) I do have to admit the superior dancers. Yes, yes, yes. And he very, like, disgruntledly waves you off with a clawed hand. (laughs) I do, like, a little flourishy bow as everybody else is just walking by to leave the the dance area and then i give him his vest back (laughs) connie leaves him a little bag of trail mix as you leave (laughs) all right come on everyone gotta be close to getting done i hope so and thankfully as you push further past this clearing you see like another like clear area ahead where it's not sunlight but it's whatever like magical light that Maze has generated inside this labyrinth to look kind of like sunlight is streaming down on you from above. And very conveniently and thankfully, you hear a voice booming out through the labyrinth. Lunchtime, everybody! Everybody stop where you are or get to a safe area if you can't. Take your lunch. Two hours rest. Don't move forward. You will be penalized if you move forward during the lunch period. So are we close to the end or are we just safe? Oh, I'd, I'd say we're maybe oh, halfway, I'd say. Okay. So Connie starts to unpack their backpack and brings out one of those big red and white checkered picnic blankets and starts to unpack some of the food that she's brought. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we sit down and we're just like, <sighs> yeah, breathe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, fun. so how's everybody <laughs> feeling so far? I, I must say, y'all are doing some extremely impressive work so far. I feel like I barely even have to say anything to direct you. Like a couple times you were a little close to pulling apart or like going the wrong way. But like so far, your teamwork has been excellent and you've, you've been pulling together where needed. And you've certainly <laughs> been tackling uh, the guard idols like with great flourish so far yeah um honestly we're doing great you guys yes we are is it great when everybody does their part uh yes it's yeah yeah 
Uh, yes, we're we're all very motivated to do our best and get some real practice with our powers here. So I'm glad that we're really doing well and, and sticking together. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that we win, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. I think we got this in the bag. Well, I think you're you're on a pretty good path so far. That's That's what I think. Oh, good, good. Good to hear. And I mean, we haven't lost anyone. We have everyone here. So we're still in the running. And we don't know, like, if there's other teams that have lost members and aren't. So, and we don't even know if there's going to be even stronger groups than Sagittaria. So, well, yeah, the the closer you get to the center there, there's going to be less space for y'all to avoid each other. That's for sure. Well, we'll go up those stairs when we get to them. Okay, because we're, we're like in the labyrinth and the stairs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I, I got it. Karen again has been largely quiet this whole time, but um, she does give people a soft smile and, and says, "I think you're all doing very well as well. I'm, I'm really proud to see how everyone is doing. I'm, I'm really, I'm really relieved, honestly." Oh, you didn't have to worry about us, Karen. We're like totally fine, right, everyone? Yeah, yeah. I think- I, yeah, no, I just, I did feel really bad after. You know, the the thing we did this week, you, you know, um, and clearly she's not saying because she's not about to say that in front of right. the, the camp supervisor. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, but she um, uh, she does say like, um, but I I did feel uh, really bad that I didn't end up going with you. I did think that like someone had to be there in case some or be on the outside in case something went wrong. But it, there, clearly that was more than you were expecting. I, I wish I'd been there, honestly. I mean, it went as well as it could. Oh, you know how it is when you don't have all the facts. <sighs> yeah. Is something going on? Like, yeah. Karen, you good? Mm, yeah. Queen B, are you good? I am doing splendidly. Um. There's, like, something going on here, and I'm, like, pointing to... B and Karen. Is it? Is there anything going on here, Karen? At the beginning of this whole thing, she very briefly gave you a little glare, which is, like, very rare for her. But now you see that look again, because she's clearly starting to, like, have enough of this. I might actually do a provoker. Oh, yeah, actually do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. Well, partial. All right. So on a seven to nine, let's see. Oh, what can I do here? I assume that what you're trying to get Karen to do here is to spill the beans on. Yes. That okay, just to to be clear. Yeah, and I'm just I'm trying to figure out what to do because I don't think she would do that, but I do think that she <laughs> she has to say something. Hmm. One of us could add a team point as well. Uh, I don't know. It would make sense for us too right now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but we don't really know what is going on. Well, I could use team selfishly. Oh, that's right. We haven't done that before. That seems appropriate. Let's see how uh, I have to do it in a way that uh, is to the detriment of the rest of the group. So maybe... Well, you're clearly making everybody uncomfortable, so that's clearly something. Okay, I can put them on the spot. Yeah, Yeah. it's Mm -hmm. like super ox now. (laughs) (laughs) 
is there anything going on, Karen? Because I think everyone here would love to hear what's going on. Uh, you don't... But whatever it is, I'm sure we can work it out. And we should probably work it out later. Like, clearly there's things that we need to talk about. Clearly there's some beef we have to squash. But I don't think right now in the middle of this, like, labyrinth is the best time to deal with it. Yeah, I agree with Trixie. And Karen looks much more serious and much more cold than you've ever seen her before. She's silent for a moment, and then she says, Well, if there were anything going on, I'm sure I wouldn't be the only one here who could claim that. Um, so, I'll, uh, we should probably eat. Right. You know, this looks delicious, Connie. Thank you so much. Um, I think Connie's a responsible adult. (laughs) She can tell that there's something wrong here. So she's actually going to take Karen and Queen Bee aside. And she says, now you two, clearly there's something wrong here. Don't ruin the rest of this lovely lunch for everyone else. Just take it outside. And she moves the both of you towards the edge of the clearing and leaves the rest of you in the middle on the picnic blanket. Um, okay. What was that about? I I don't know. Mm-mm. Um, I, I asked Karen earlier and she said it was something personal. But, like, are they fighting? I thought you all got along. I, we I thought did. we did, too. I thought so, too. Yeah, and you do remember that, like, there was a period after the heist where Karen was awake before the rest of you and she didn't tell you that queen bee had stopped by but you did wonder what might have happened that morning i guess they had a fight but uh trixie would just shrug and start like like digging into whatever food they have like ripping them back yeah oh you've also got your good snacks you can bust out oh yeah totally (laughs) i'm saving those though (laughs) we have all of our camping gear with us too yeah you have your backpacks okay yeah, I'm going to pull out some cheesies. <laughs> mm. But uh, Lucia just kind of shrugs and is just like, but I mean, it's like when my siblings are fighting, like, there's nothing I can do about it. It's between them. They got to figure it out. And when they're done, then mm, we carry on. I think it'll work out. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, if you think so. I just... I don't want this affecting the competition, and it seems like, I don't know, since the heist, B hasn't been in the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's something distracting going on, and I mean, we gotta squash it, but yeah. Just couldn't they wait until, like, at least the labyrinth part was over? Oh, well, exactly. whatever. I guess we just, <laughs> and I just stuff my mouth full of cheesies. Chew angrily. (laughs) Yeah, so you all anxiously eat snacks and lunch together Mm -hmm. (laughs) as off to the side, Queen Bee, Karen, and Connie are off near the trees. And Connie plants the two of you facing each other uh, behind a tree where it's hard for people to hear. And they say, all right, you two, start talking. Why are you fighting? Just stone silence from the both of them. Yeah, I'm just staring Karen straight in the eyes. And Connie sighs. If it's private, 
I can step away for a sec, but you both have to promise me that you are actually going to talk to each other, work something out. We can't continue with this kind of energy going on, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll move away. Hang on. Here I go. And she moves out of hearing range, uh, but she is, like, in sight line of you still. Here I go. I'm leaving now. I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> So. So. Did you actually think I was going to pretend that never happened? No, but I didn't think you were going to be such, such. She doesn't want to use the word that you know is on the tip of her tongue. Really? I mean, I am a bee. That you are. And you certainly know how to make words sting, don't you? I trusted you. I know. A lot of people trust me. Probably not for good reason. What are you, Kevin? I... She's trying to find the words. I don't know if that's... Something I'm ready to explain right now, but I'm not who or what I appear to be that I can tell you. I, I will say there's a reason I don't tell people about it. It's because people would think of me very differently if they new and I I don't know if I want the world to know that about me it's okay I'm I'm giving Kaim back the influence because this strikes a chord Aww. I really wish you had assured me I because there's a limit to how many secrets I can keep and still think of myself as a good friend. Uh, I'm sorry, I wish I had thought about that too. All I could see was someone who had walked all night and was going to walk more. And I, I didn't see any other way to get you home without having to make you suffer more you you were clearly hurting so much they deserve to know Karen I I don't at least something I there's only one person I've ever told ever I... you understand this is this is major for me right Yes. I I know. I at this point you're right. If if it's out to one of you it it really should be out to all of you, but mm, she nods ahead in Connie's direction. <laughs> Sometime when we can be all of us alone together, maybe. I can you just 
promise me that you are on our side? She's had her head bowed while you've been speaking, and she looks up to you. Her eyes are starting to get moist with tears and a little red. And she gives you a warmer smile at this point, and she says, That I can tell you without hesitation. I've never not been on your side. I'm marking guilty, and I'm, I will try and out. She reaches and takes it. I don't want to know anything more until you're ready to tell everyone. I, can you do that? I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, I will, I will, I will tell them. Maybe I'll tell the whole story. Maybe, maybe I won't. I'll, I'll see how I feel, but I'll give you, I'll give you all something. That much I'll guarantee. When you're ready. Thank you. And she turns her head and, and signals to Connie with a, a nod that <laughs> the talk has happened. And Connie brings you back to the rest of the group. You want some cheesies? Karen grins. All of the ones you can give me, please. I just hand her the bag. <laughs> <laughs> she stuffs her hand in there, takes a big handful, and starts crunching. Does anybody have chocolate? I pull out a bag of the, like, gas station cupcakes, and I, like, toss them over. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you one. Technically, yes, this is part of my inventory, so I will be cashing them in on that later. Jaden is pulling out his, like, lunchbox of healthy snacks. Now he's got the apple slices, <laughs> got oranges in there as well. Probably got trail mix somewhere as well. I think Jen packed him a really healthy lunch, despite his complaints. <laughs> and Connie brought you some really nice sandwiches, too. Vivi did not bring any special snacks of her own, so she's just eating the sandwiches. Oh, no, that, that won't do. Can I? I, I I'm gonna try a thing. Just... Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're gonna do. Please, 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 please. Yes! Yes! <laughs> So that was an Unleash Your Powers that just got rolled, and it just got rolled at a 10. Queen Bee, describe what you're doing. So I'm gonna have a stream of bees come down, and they start uh, swirling around at the center of the picnic table. And when they're done, they just form like a tiny dust devil. And when they're done, there's a honeycomb. <laughs> okay. That is, that is fantastic. That's super cool. Thank you. That's amazing, actually. I'm just feeling better, you know? Mm, I agree. It's good to air out bad feelings. Lucia gives Angie a look, because like, see? Told you. <laughs> you just got talked out. <laughs> yeah, Vivi visibly relaxes at seeing that exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. We, yeah, we're all a little more relaxed. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got I've got a question above game before I do. Yeah, sure. Because I have an idea. Um, I sort of burn. <laughs> I haven't got to yeah. use it. They disappear next session, right? Oh no! Well, I'll I'll call this a continuation of the current session when we meet again next time, so you can keep them. Okay, in that case, in that case, never mind. I'm gonna keep it. So I was like, oh, yeah, if I'm gonna lose them, I'll just use all of them now. But no, I'll mm -hmm. keep I'll keep them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to do something cool anyway, um, I might just let you do it if you have a cool idea. 
Well, um, Jane's going to look down at his sliced apple pieces <laughs> and then up at Lucia's nice array of snacks and just be like, if I traded you something good, can I have some? Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Look at my kingdom. Look at everything I have in this bath. <laughs> now look at you. What you got for me? Um, okay, wait. What's your favorite color? <laughs> she points to the glasses that I think are like, I don't know, perched on your head and just pink. Okay, okay. And he's gonna reach down and grab a pile of dirt in his hands, squeeze it in the palm of his hand, and I was going to use construct, which is spend one burn to create any object with your powers and make like a rose gold like gem in my hand. You know, I'm going to give you a special one-time only GM pass for that. You can do yes. that without using your burn because it's a cool session ender. Yes, yeah, so he's going to grab a part some dirt and just squeeze it in his hand really, really tight. And then kind of like, without revealing it yet, kind of blow into it to get some of like the excess dirt off. And when he opens his hand, there's like a gem, probably the side of his palm, that is uh, rose gold and like translucent, I'd say. <laughs> Well, rose gold is a metal, so you're probably thinking of like a pink crystal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. pink or crystal. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, rose gold, but yeah, rose quartz. Ooh, yeah, rose quartz. Rose quartz. Yeah. Um, Lucia, Chixie lives to be unimpressed by everybody that she comes into contact with <laughs> until proven otherwise. Um, she is thoroughly. <laughs> thoroughly amazed like i think her jaw is just like hanging open and she wordlessly reaches into the bag grabs like a package of powdered donuts and puts it in your hands thank you and he's just like he doesn't even like seem like he cares much for the gem he just immediately puts it in your hand and just starts chowing down on the donuts <laughs> sitting there happily kicking his legs back and forth uh, and i think this is where we pan over the expanse of the rest of the labyrinth ahead and on screen is a to-be-continued sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then the theme music so much for listening to Super Idols RPG and thanks to the wonderful cast of today's episode. Valerie slash Violence Violet was played by Dane Alexa, who can be found on Twitter at AuthorX. Angie slash Bane Raven was played by T. Jaden slash Elementum was played by Drac, who can be found on Twitter at Draconics. Alan slash Queen Bee was played by Luca, who can be found on Twitter at QueenBE15160871. Lucia slash Trixie was played by Liv Chavez, who can be found on Twitter at LiveInADay. Dialogue and cleanup editing was done by Kathleen Childs, whose work can be found on the Sword of Symphonies podcast at PeachGardenGames.com. GMing, final editing, and mastering for this episode was done by me, Erin Cerise. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Erin Cerise, and you can find more information and art for Super Idols on our website at SuperIdolsRPG.wordpress.com. This campaign is played using Masks, a new generation, written by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games, 
with custom moves by Aaron Cerise and Zach P. Our opening theme is Le Chevalier Noir Instrumental by Cyborg Jeff and is under license from Gemendo Music. Our ending theme is Born to Drive Me Crazy Instrumental by Humans Win and is under license from Storyblocks.com. All other incidental music and sound effects for this episode are licensed from Storyblocks.com and Freesound.org. Thank you all for listening, stay well, and goodbye until next time! Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.